Have you ever absolutely loved something? Well, hello and welcome to the Business of Life Masterclass, the podcast for successful people embracing all they can in business and in life. Welcome to February. Yes, it's heart month. Yes, it's got Valentine's in there. And yes, it's a month of love. And we absolutely love sharing our guests with you. So welcome to the 14 days of podcasting, building leading up to Valentine's Day. Hello, I'm Debbie Lundberg, performance coach with Presenting Powerfully. And on behalf of my wonderful co-host, Barb Zant, media sales leader, she and I are thrilled that you're tuned in to listen to some of the most exciting, interesting, insightful, and inspirational guests we've had in the past and some new ones as we go into February with our hearts full and our appreciation for you. So let's go. Welcome to the Business of Life Masterclass. Listen, choose, do. Good day and welcome to every one of our listeners. Are you leading with and through kindness? Well, our guest today is kind and makes a difference by being a positive example to everyone she comes into contact with. That's what is the focus for the podcast today as the Business of Life Masterclass podcast episode is all about being the kind of leader worth following. Greetings again, Barb Zant here media sales leader and founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, The Stay at Work Mob. Our listeners are in for a treat today, and I am pretty darn excited. You may notice that something is a little different, and you will soon learn the reason. While our guest retired at the age of 34 from her automotive career and got to facilitate from a world-renowned organization adjunctly across the country, She was a consultant prior to starting her own firm, Presenting Powerfully. Currently, she serves on the Miss Tampa Board, the Center Club's Board of Governors, and the Special Needs Family Power Board, as well as the United Way Suncoast in two ways, a CEO cabinet member and a Woman United member. Being an honorary commander for the MacDill Air Force Base was an honor for a decade and being a mentor for the protege program for the Tampa Bay Chamber, and a leadership coach for the University of Tampa's MBA program, and students since 2002 are rewarding for her. She was also asked to join the Tampa General Hospital Patient and Family Advisory Council following her 2020 kidney donation. Wow! While her TED Talk, Who Cares, You Care, dropped in 2020, and the next TED Talk, Be the Kind of Leader Worth Following, was a 2021 highlight. Her greatest accomplishment is and likely always will be her role as one-fourth of Team Lumber and with her husband, Michael, and their four-legged dogsters, Lexi and Daisy. We may have given our guests away. She's a 12-time published author and etiquette columnist and contributor for the Tampa Bay Business and Wealth Magazine and she's my co-host here. Please welcome our very own Debbie Lumberg. Thank you, Barb, and it'll be fun to have this in a slightly different way today, so thank you. Yes, I'm so excited. We asked you on today for many, many reasons, but you are an expert in kindness and leadership and communication and so much more. I could go on and on. 
the reason that is important for our listeners is because we all could benefit from your example. And I am so glad you are here. Before we get into our podcast for though, what is one thing you are excited about right now and how you are living and leading your life? So it's very exciting to be organized. And part of that organization is because it's the holidays. It's because I'm celebrating friends who have books coming out and they've been kind enough to include me and keeping things spatially organized, emotionally organized, mentally organized. I'm really excited about it. And I don't know, I recently changed vehicles and I think taking things out of the vehicle to put it in a new vehicle made me think about excess. And so I'm excited to take any excess and gift it or repurpose it elsewhere where it will be used. And it's very cleansing and it's purposeful. So tremendously excited about that something every single day getting it organized and keeping it straight is fun believe it or not for me love that gifting excess i added that to my list we are now moving on to our the business of life Masterclass podcast four the four questions we ask every guest to please answer for insight and inspiration are you ready debbie i am Number one, what time do you get up in the morning and what is your daily routine to get the day started right? Well, certainly each day starts with the alarm being away from me. We don't keep any of our devices close to our bed. So it does a few things. So I get up at 4.31 or 5.01, depending on who my running partner is that day. So as soon as that alarm goes off, I turn and I can see our dogs. Now we switch which side of the bed we're on every six months because I read a long time ago that that was good for your mental state. So when they're on my side, I see them. And no matter which side I'm on, when that alarm goes off, my eyes open and I think grin and grat. Some people have heard me say that before. So I smile. Nobody can see it. Hopefully the dogs can. And then I start thinking of what I'm grateful for. So it's typically Michael and the girls because they're right there with me. And as I walk over to the primary bathroom and I go to shut off the alarm, I've already got a lot of those gratitudes there. So I quickly get ready, do 100 push-ups. So the 431 and the 501, they came from having Brian Kornfeld on our show. And he said, don't ever set it at an an even time. And the 100 push-ups come from Dr. Ron O'Neill. And I've been doing that with the exception of the surgeries. I've been doing that every day before I run. And then I hop in the car, have a little bit of water, hop in the car, and go to Bayshore and run. I like to run 26 miles a week, 47 weeks of the year. So it gives some time when we're traveling and it's a really good goal. So depending on if it's three miles, three and a half, four, six, how that adds up during the week. So by the time I come back, I I do Wordle. It's something that a lot of our family does together and it's one a day. So some friends, Skip Eller, who was on our show, Carrie Getz, I share it with them my mom, my mother-in-law, my brother, and it keeps us into that one aspect of coming up with the word. And then from there, I, I tend to cut the flowers. I love having flowers. Many of you know that Barb has gotten me some gorgeous flowers or some in my background most every day. So I come in, I give the girls a treat, cut the flowers for the day. And then by then it's, 
6.30 or 7 o'clock and I get ready for the day. I used to love having clients at 7. I've changed that and I will make an exception, but typically that's that time for playing with the dogs and getting the flowers in order and making sure that I'm ready for the day. And that's when I check in on what's happening and look at, say, birthdays and different things for the morning and launch into the day. So the morning is one of my favorite times. You can probably tell. You are definitely a morning person. And I love incorporating all of the past guests that we've had on. It's so wonderful to see. Our next question, what is something other than that morning routine that you believe if other people were to do, it would set them up for an additional level of success? In other words, what is that extra oomph, or as I like to say, your special sauce that you provide that you wish others would do as well? Certainly, Barb, I wish people would be really honest with themselves and be present. And what I mean by that is if you say yes, be committed to doing it. I'm I'm amazed at the number of times that people are so completely distracted. And when I'm with someone, people often ask, how can you have so many different things during your day? Well, it's because I want to be there genuinely. And even if I'm learning that it's not necessarily a fit at some place, it's still a learning. So being present, saying yes to what you want to do, no thank you to those things you don't is so important. And I'll give you an example. I was recently with a, a group aboard And we'd all committed to being there for multiple hours during the day. And the the president and CEO of the organization asked us all to be present, that we would have breaks and that to please not use our electronics. And for a very small group of people to feel as though they couldn't grab this and be on it. And they were attempting to like sneak it under the table. It really, I really found that unsettling and the thought of, I know that what I get to do, I love it. And and I know it's very important. I'm grateful people will include me. I also know I'm not saving someone's life with a text or an email response. And I don't say that harshly. I say that humbly, like the whomever's in front of me is the most important person or people And if I go to do something on my phone, unless I say, if it's appropriate, can I show you this? Or can we get a picture? That's different. But this whole idea of of being distracted and us thinking it's the, the norm now, I prefer that's the exception. And so for everybody, please decide that you can be there. And even if that means leaving your phone, the other night we were somewhere and somebody asked about a picture. I said, I didn't bring my phone in. And I love selfies. Believe me, I do. At that point, though, I was there to serve a different purpose. And I thought if I started taking pictures, it would be distracting. So my my request and hope for people is to please say yes or no when you're there, be present, and do not be attempting to constantly switch tasks because we know multitasking doesn't work. I love your whole, your get to do. You live your life by that. and on my list. Who has been the biggest influence on your life, your success, and your continued focus on making your life all that it is? And what have you done with that influence? Yeah, so it's a joy to share that Mrs. Sally Brundage was the biggest influence in my life. And she has passed. 
And I have reached out to her son afterwards, which was wonderful. And I stayed in touch loosely with her. So I, I would have loved to have stayed in touch more. And that was, that was a learning for me to do. Let me go back though, about this tiny four foot 11 woman who was my English teacher, the drama coach and the debate coach. And she was one of these people who saw in me some things that I didn't know were there. I'd been, I'd done well in school and I'd been successful athletically and had a good time. She would push me and she was someone I think students either really loved or really couldn't wait to get out of the class. And at first, because she would get so excited, her eyes would get big and she'd spit a little when she spoke. I think it was a it was off-putting at first. And then I realized her passion was not about doing what she wanted. Her passion was about us learning. And so in the English class, she would push and she would get loud and she would get dramatic and she would stand on the chair, but it was never crass or hurtful or mean. It was about energy and bringing it. And she cast me as an, as a senior citizen in a show when I started acting and placed me in the audience and let me have this dramatic entrance to that really challenged my comfort level. I wanted to be doing what I was doing. And then one time there was an opening where they had last minute on a Friday for somebody on a Saturday to go to this debate event. And and I'm probably not labeling it correctly, but I became the person who filled in for someone and I did impromptu speaking. And I still remember that what I drew out of the little, little bowl was office secrets and office politics. And I remember starting it and you only had two minutes to prep. And I said, shh, I have a secret. And I talked about how it wasn't good to keep secrets in the office. And and I I was able to place at that and assist the team. And I, I met people who I wasn't around. So you can probably hear my energy about Mrs. Sally Brundage and how she gave so much of herself to students. And throughout the four years of my high school, she was consistently there. And I ended up in a kick line for, for a show. And I'll just never forget that. And she gave me a lot of what I believe prior to meeting her and having her in my life, I was successful with the talents I knew. And she assisted me in really building confidence in ways that I didn't know I could. And it was such a gift. And she did it for so many people. And I was just loving all of that and got to see her after high school and thank her for it and um, wish she and her family all the best. Although I know she's not physically present with us on the earth. I love that. Teaching to your talents. And you are the best speaker I've ever heard. While our series and ultimately our masterclass focuses on the positive and how to move forward in life, from your experiences and observations, what is one don't or something that you wish others would not do since it might hold them back instead of moving them forward? Well, Barb, you mentioned the show being about kindness and greatly appreciate that. And thank you for wanting to have me as a guest. And the thing to not do, it, it 
it is an aspect of kindness. So number one, be kind to yourself and others. And so my please don't is, is please don't gossip. Gossip is garbage. Please don't be jealous. Jealousy is junk. Please don't compete with others because that, that is comparison is crippling. And so people have heard me say that, and I'll continue to say it, that please don't perpetuate gossip or jealousy or comparison that that isn't getting people places. And so don't allow someone to be that person. When someone says to me, oh, did you see this or can you believe this? I typically say, what did that person say when you talk to them directly? I shut down the gossip without being rude or harsh. And so that kindness aspect is for some people, they feel bigger by making someone else feel small. And I've unfortunately been that person in the past years ago when I was younger and was part of that childish, childish ways that we, we did. And I'm not proud of it. I am proud to have learned through it. And I get that I could be the victim of other people's gossip and that's okay because I can't control them. I I just don't see what anybody gets out of it, that if you're inching yourself up just this much because you're putting someone else down, that's not true growth. That is a false sense of being important. And that is, that is very, it's, it's very small. And when I find people doing that, I know that they're talking about me when I'm not around or, or, and I choose to attempt to kindly shut it down and then realize what they're missing or check in on them because I do have the empathy for there's a reason they're doing this. And as recently as selections on, on something, if somebody wants to tell me a whole story about someone, I say, thank you. That's not necessary. This is really about their contribution and what they've done. While that may be your experience, we're really looking at what's in the future and what's going to happen. I wish we wouldn't make everything a part of one decision when in fact it doesn't have to be included. So don't, don't gossip because that's garbage. Don't be jealous. That's junk. So if you're going to say something about somebody, if you want to gossip, tell something good. Say, did you hear how wonderful this person is? If instead of jealousy, let it be your inspiration. And if you're going to compare, only compare yourself to your best. And that is, is a hundred percent something. Don't do that side that, that takes you down a path where you're feeling better only at someone else's loss. Great words, Debbie. Thank you. I knew that would be awesome. And it was. Here are some inspiring ideas I plan to implement. My list is very, very long. Gift of excess. I'm excited to really work on that. Uh, Alarm pointing away. That's something I'm going to look at as well. And uh, there's there's a whole lot and my list is long. I'm going to have to narrow these down, but I do look forward to sharing the results of all of these for one of our upcoming podcast episodes. So Debbie, as if that wasn't enough rich information as we wrap up, what is your final thought, please? This is a real quick closing comment or statement or even one single fact that our listeners didn't get to learn about you yet. What will it be, Debbie? Well, it's that an act that's carried out to get someone to sign something or to engage in a contract is not kindness. That's what I call business. And an act that is done for you to get accolades is, is not kindness. That's called showmanship. 
in an act that is done that is truly for someone, whether they know you ever did it or not, whether your name's associated with it or not, and yet it makes someone else better or their life better as a result, that in fact is kindness. So please be kind. Choose kindness. What a great way to finish us off. As Please know, listeners, that you can stay connected with Debbie Lundberg on all social media, pretty much everything, under her name, Debbie Lundberg. Look for her insightful video tips daily on every platform. You will love them. You will be addicted to them. You'll want them. You can follow both of us on Instagram at the Business of Life Masterclass and me at the Stay at Work Mom. If you liked the positivity, the purpose, and overall what you heard, please rate us five stars. We are committed to providing you with five-star guests and inspiration just like Debbie. So stay tuned for our follow-through show in five to 15 days about how I did implementing Debbie's ideas. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Business of Life Masterclass, the podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Listen, choose, do. Thank you. Thank you.